Welcome to this week's episode of 16 Minutes, where we talk about tech trends in the news, what's hype, what's real, and where we are in the long arc of innovation. I'm Zoran, and today we're talking about the news that Christie's is the first major auction house to offer purely digital artwork tied to an NFT or non-fungible token. That auction begins today. We'll go more into NFTs as well as whether this is really a big deal or not in this episode, but here's the news context you need to know. The work of art being auctioned is a digital collage by the digital artist Beeple. It's called Every Day is the First 5,000 Days. The Christie's auction runs through March 11th, so we don't yet know what the closing bid will be. But it is news because the 250-year-old auction house is an established presence in the traditional art marketplace. And it's the first time that NFTs, which have been much buzzed about in the crypto world, are being formally embraced by the traditional art world. So for quick context, NFTs are digital tokens on the Ethereum blockchain, which allow art and other digital assets and collectibles to be verified as unique, hence the term non-fungible as compared to other more fungible tokens. They reflect the properties of crypto and blockchains more broadly, such as the ability to track provenance and attribute funds to creators via smart contracts. So we invited expert Kayvon Tarani and CEO and founder of Foundation Labs, a marketplace for digital art and collectibles, to help us dig into the news and the broader trend, all in less than 16 minutes. So as a reminder, none of the following should be taken as investment advice. See a16z.com slash disclosures for more important information. Digital art is not new, right? So what's actually different now? Are NFTs just the flavor of the month or is there a real shift going on? There's been an inflection point. Moments of transition, moments of crisis cause people to like really challenge their preconceptions. Just imagine that the pandemic and the need for innovation, the need for new revenue streams to rethink how things work. And also, I think you just saw any traditional institution that wasn't thinking about new ways of doing things just be caught in a standstill. Digital artists for a decade have longer than that, have never had a medium to actually express their work. They've always had to be shoehorned into anachronistic institutions that wouldn't naturally value their work. Like you're going to a museum or a gallery, which is focused on painting or sculpture, and that's the artifact that they understand. Whereas now, digital artists, they're now given a software tool that just naturally plugs into what they're doing. It's a file. That's what they're generating. And the token maps to the file, and it's just all software. And then you bypass the whole system that's been created around art in the physical world that doesn't really inherently have a model for digital work. And who are the adopters of this? Is it digital artists or traditional artists going digital? I think what you're seeing is, is now... Digital artists are getting to have this powerful tool, and it's so powerful that other people want it. And so they're reimagining themselves as how could they use this? And so we have painters that are represented by Chelsea galleries that are saying, I want an NFT practice. Like, I don't want to just be in the analog world, even though that will obviously still be part of what I'm doing. Okay, so let's just back up a step and make sure we make sense of this. At a basic level, what is an NFT? An NFT lets an artist create a single token that represents an artifact, in this case, a file, and says this token is representative of this file. You can trade it, it can hold value, it can move around the internet natively, I can send it to you, I can interact with financial applications. And NFTs are non-fungible, NFT stands for non-fungible tokens. Correct, so if you had an artwork from Matisse, and I had an artwork from Picasso, you and I would not just exchange those. They are distinct. They have different histories. They are different artists. They have different metadata. Ultimately, when you, an artist, create a work and upload it to the blockchain, it is unique. And so an NFT is unique. 
right now you and I are talking about NFTs and we're trying to explain it, but similar to MP3s and JPEGs, you just start to use them. And I think that's the same thing that's going to happen with an NFT. So the person who's not familiar with NFTs might look at this and say, I just don't get it. I mean, these are like digital files. I see art on Instagram. What is the point of paying for a digital file that can be viewed by anyone? I understand it. I can see how you're just accustomed to things not holding value in the digital realm. The current internet is kind of architected around the platform. And the platform cares about scale. And it doesn't necessarily revere the objects within it. And the artists don't feel served by the platforms. And so their work is going to move into these contexts. And then I think that you're seeing the people that are collecting them because they understand these things will hold value. And so the file traveling freely across the internet only produces more value, I believe, in the original artifact, just like in the art world. I think this is pretty established human behavior where, you know, for example, there's an auction for the Nyan Cat meme. And this is a meme that I don't know what percent of the internet population knows about it, but it's a very large one. And I think there's something really special for the person that's going to own this to be like, I'm the collector of this piece. And then don't forget that there's downstream impact there, which is the creator of that meme is now being paid for their work directly. They're not having to now monetize it through some sort of like swag or, you know, collaboration with a brand or all these kind of obfuscated routes to saying, did I create something valuable? What do you mean by downstream impact? Like, help me understand the revenue model for creators with NFTs. So the way it works is that as an artist, you run primary sales. And in the art world, usually a gallery is taking a large percentage of that. And then once these pieces are sold, they become assets. And in many cases, these pieces will appreciate enormously. You as an artist might sell it if you're successful for a few thousand dollars. But in a few years, if this is a cultural artifact that communities rally around, galleries rally around, it accrues enormous value. And you as an artist are cut out of that. If something goes from $5,000 to a million dollars, that whole financialization component leaves the original artist out of the equation. That just hasn't been part of the traditional model at all, right? This sort of resale rights or royalty rights. Yeah. And so this is where the blockchain is providing value, which is when the artist mints the work on the blockchain, you can always attribute back to who created this piece. And any sales on your platform can send original funds from any resale to the creator. And so let's just take an example of something selling for a million dollars. The system will send back $100,000 to the original creator. And that happens automatically through the smart contract. Correct. The interesting thing here is it's not like artists are running back into the traditional financial system with their earnings. They're like, what do I do with this now? No one's trying to go back and like, be like, oh, quickly, you better get into my like favorite bank account. That's not happening. They're like, I have cryptocurrency now. What does that empower me to do? And they're bumping into DeFi. They're bumping into, you know, yield protocols. They're figuring out how to borrow and lend and earn interest and move into different token types. So downside of NFTs for creators is that it can be expensive. Most of these are transacted on the Ethereum blockchain. Ethereum, which is the currency that enables transactions on the blockchain, is very expensive right now. And there's a lot of technical reasons for that. But the price, the gas fees, as they call them, have gotten very high. And that affects artists who want to mint tokens, correct? Correct. This isn't free for the artists. They're paying fees to the networks. They're paying to put this work on there. And then the collector is paying to collect it. And so ultimately, artists are understanding that. It's not Instagram. You're not going to put up a million posts and just treat it willy-nilly. 
because it's costing them $50, $75. But then they're also able to really also see price points in the hundreds and thousands of dollars. And so it's really a cost of doing business. The fundamental issue is that if you're interacting with a blockchain and that blockchain holds value, there is competition to write to it and to participate and interact with it. It's a tension point because the reason why you want your NFT on Ethereum is because there are billions and billions of dollars in markets that are naturally there. And your NFT needs to be able to tap into that to participate, right? You need value on that blockchain in order to create other things of value. And so it's all a network effect. And I think Ethereum has the wonderful problem of needing to figure this out. What about the idea of quality? Are people buying things because they're actually good? Or are people buying things purely for speculative reasons? I mean, I think that's a very subjective question. You will find a pretty wide variety of aesthetics and techniques and a wide range of level of celebrity for the artist. I mean, they all should coexist. I think if you're really coming in and you're not excited about literally supporting the artist, because that ultimately is the core interaction here, that's probably not a sustainable basis for interaction. People have been producing digital art for decades. And I think the thing that's happening here is like the medium of digital art has been given a tool to be respected as an art medium. And that's what's changed. Certainly, it's becoming a new investment strategy. It's, it's a new asset class. What does that mean for the future of crypto? You have an enormous number of savvy NFT investors that are collecting art and collecting pieces and collecting items. And then they're already familiar with all the innovations in DeFi. And it's inevitable that human ingenuity will start to combine them. I think any blockchain geek will tell you the key word here is composability. And because these are NFTs that are not tied to a platform, they compose with an ecosystem. And then you also have a decentralized finance ecosystem that lives side by side with this NFT ecosystem. And you're going to see people start to match that up. And people have already matched that up. And there's already been innovations, but those haven't scaled yet. But that's coming. So before turning back to the news, just a quick note that listeners can find discussions on a lot of these related themes on previous podcasts on a16z.com, including uh, the ones named Crypto for Creators and the New Fan Club. But this is a new show, so let's bring it back to the news of the Christie's auction that started today. So Kayvon, how should we think about this news in a broader context? Like, what is it really telling us? The signal is there's money here. There's a real cultural moment happening, and this is just indicative of the technology reaching a point in its adoption cycle where the more established traditional players have relented on this going away. And so now it's a matter of, okay, how do we integrate into the ecosystem? And it's fun for it to be novel for a few moments, but this will be not news like within the year. Of course, you're getting an NFT in an auction for digital work. And of course, it's worth millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. They haven't christened it in a way that changes anything. Don't get me wrong. It's wonderful. I welcome it. I'm here for anything that helps a broader audience appreciate and understand that this is a fundamental kind of component of this new world that we're entering. This is now a new model that's seeped into people's heads, just kind of like how you couldn't take Napster and the MP3 revolution. Like, you know, it transformed in many ways, but like you never put it back in its box. You never went back to the CD store. Pandora's box is open here on tokens. Okay, so here on 16 Minutes, we ask our guests to bottom line it for us. What is the bottom line, Kayvon? I think we're in the first inning of what is going to probably be a pretty wild run of 
changing business models. You'll see musicians. I think you'll see artists. People were looking for new opportunities. People were open to rethinking systems. And so those all just kind of collided. The fact that the broader world is injecting their legitimacy into it, I welcome. But even if Christie's wasn't here, this would be valuable and happening.